and you're listening to Just Ghoulie Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, and we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So we're so tired of this because we just recorded an hour of an episode, and half of it, more than half of it, didn't record. And so we're going to redo these stories again. I'm actually going to change a couple because I like delete some of mine as they go along and then I can't find them. So some of it's going to be changed up. So I'm still going to keep you at the edge of your seat, Lily. All Um, right. Sounds good. (laughs) I did the same thing. I have two new stories. So. All right. Let's get right into it. Oh, and by the way, this is the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 34. All right. This is called Weird Voices Calling for Help. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a story that happened two days ago. Basically, I was in my bathroom showering. After my shower, I was about to put clothes on, but suddenly I heard a scream. Not gonna lie, I was scared. The scream was very light, and it lasted about 10 seconds, and in the end, it sounded like someone said, help. So I ran to my parents, and I asked them if they heard the scream, and they said, no, we didn't. We were at the garden. Why? So I thought, okay, maybe it was just the pipes in the wall, because they usually make weird sounds. So after a few days, I was about to get ready for sleep. It was pretty late, around 1 a.m., and my parents had already fallen asleep. So I came in my room, and I laid on the bed, and suddenly I heard the exact same voice screaming, and it was coming through the attic. But this time, it lasted about four seconds, and then it was quiet. I don't know if I should be worried or not, but my dad went in the attic, and there was no one. The end. All right. My next story, changing it up, is... (laughs) Magic bra in the car. (laughs) Sound familiar? Hi, guys. Anyway, about two months ago, I drove to my boyfriend's part of town to spend the day. I live in Italy, so I can't say that he lives in another city. It's a 15-minute drive with him. When it got dark, we went back to the car to fool around in the backseat. That was my first time doing anything in my car. It was also a new car, so I was anxious to keep things in order. After a little makeout session and whatnot, we started getting undressed, and this is where the weird thing happens. I take off my sweater by myself, and he helps me with the bra, and I literally saw him throw it on the front seat, and then I didn't think about it. Also, very important detail, the bra was beige, a very pale beige, so it was impossible to miss since the car was black and gray inside. Fast forward to when we finished doing the Devil's Tango. I love that. I was freezing because it was still February, so I wanted to get my bra and then my sweater since I have nipple piercings and they would get caught in the fabric and hurt like a bitch. I start looking for it and I can't find it anywhere. We both took out our cell phones to look for it with the flashlights and there was nothing to be found. Since it was getting pretty late, I said fuck it and thought I'll look for it when I get home. We got out of the car and wondered if maybe we left a window open and that maybe he threw it out, but it wasn't out there either. I looked for it everywhere, and it was like the car had just swallowed it up. I was a little anxious because if my mom were to get in the car, she would have definitely magically (laughs) found it. And I really didn't want to be called a slut. So, yeah. Fast forward a month later during the quarantine. So this was about two, three weeks after. And I went uh, two, three weeks ago. And I went to the car to see if it still works. It didn't. The battery was dead. But I decided to clean it anyway. Still didn't find the bra, obviously. Then I got home and told my dad to help me with charging the car battery, and I opened the trunk. He was in the front of the car, thank you, Jesus, to get the wires, and there was the bra in the fucking trunk of the car. I immediately took it and shoved it in my pocket and continued to help with the car. Honestly, I have no idea how I got back there. We both remember how he threw it on the front seat. Weird. Lily, I think you need to... (laughs) So, the first time we did this episode... 
uh, we we uh, had an explanation to what happened in the story. And Lily, can you explain what that explanation was? Titty portation. Hashtag titty portation. <laughs> That's all you guys need to know from the first take of this episode. I'm sorry. That's all you need to know. Titty portation. That's what happened. Just titty portation. Uh, so yeah, that was my first story. All right. I love titty portation. Well, I mean, not like it's like, I, I just love the word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the one my bra disappeared in my car. No, it's just kidding. Okay. Um, my dog seeing a spirit. Hi, everyone. I'm going to make this pretty short, but today around 5.30 a.m. I let my dog outside. When we came back inside to go back to sleep, he slept for about 15 minutes, but then woke up growling. It's been an hour and a half now since he woke up growling, and he has been sitting at the edge of my bed, following something with his head and continually growling. Occasionally, I'll hear a little creak in the floor. It's wood. And when I hear that my dog starts growling like crazy in the location of the noise. He has been staring and watching something nonstop and growling. This is not at all normal for him. Also, when I try to capture what he's doing on video, it's like the spirit stops moving because my dog's head stops moving and he stops growling. Hmm. The end. <laughs> the end. Oh. I, and we always talk about how animals are able to see things and, you know, are able to, in a way, communicate with the paranormal and sense yeah. them. So this is a really creepy story. Really yeah, creepy. I think the dog is definitely seeing something, hearing something, because also, you know, dogs can hear higher pitch noises, so it's possible that, like, there's something they're communicating at a frequency that the human ear can't hear. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so my next story is titled, Clairvoyance? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Hi, ever since I was a young kid, I felt like I was somewhat connected to the other world, not by seeing ghosts, but by sensing upcoming tragedy. I've not been able to sense it within my own family, but there are some instances that keep me up awake at night. I think the one that is very vivid in my memory is the death of a young actor that is famous in my country when I was like 11 years old and he was 18, who was a rising star, not very famous. Before the day he died, I remember becoming obsessed with reading articles about him and researching him because I felt something weird. The next day, I woke up to find out that he was dead due to a car accident. I remember that this freaked me out so much that I couldn't sleep. There are multiple times that suddenly a person or a celebrity would pop into my head for no reason, only to find only for me to find out that, they're, that they had somewhat died or something wrong had happened to them. Today, I thought about writing this post because yesterday, I had a sudden urge to look up the Sewol Ferry tragedy in Korea. I reread some of the information, the names of the victims, the high school involved. I didn't really pay much attention to the date, but I was really wondering why I had the sudden urge to look it up. The next day, I opened Twitter to find that it was actually the anniversary. This freaked me the fuck out because I had no idea. I just had the sudden wow. urge, and bam. So what do you guys think? I think there's definitely some kind of clairvoyance or a gift there. Yeah, and I think that, and if we talked about this previously, how yeah. this is something that is possibly genetic, that mm -hmm. there are people that just have this kind of genetic line in their family where they're able to be sensitive and sense things. They may not know how, you know, they may not know when they have this ability or what their ability can be used for, but um, I find that really interesting. And uh, there's a TikTok that I found, and it said that if you turn around your left arm and on your forearm, if you see a little uh, beauty mark, kind of like a, a little, a few inches below your wrist, 
uh, that is a symbolic, uh, a symbolism for having a psychic or like a, a sense sensitive genetic blood in your family. And I happen to have that. So that's so cool that you have that. I just right? have freckles. I like turned around my arm thinking, oh, I'm not going to have it. And then I'm like, oh shit, I have it. What's going on here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. That's cool. That's cool. If you have it, email us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com or yes. DM us at justgoolythingspodcast on Instagram. Please do. Okay. My next story is called Spirit of the Coin Game. Hello, everyone. I would like to hear what you've got to say. So it's been five months since I'm dating a girl and she's into dark demonic stuff. She tells me she has a demon named Zalgo. I'm used to it already. And by the time we tried some weird things together and alone, she... um she told me to play this game called spirit of the coin. It's a board where there are letters, numbers, yes, no, goodbye. And you start the game by saying spirit come when the coin starts moving, you have to call a name with whom you'd like to communicate. So I called her demon Zalgo and I started asking some questions like Zalgo, are you here? Are you lonely? And after some basic questions, I asked, does he know my girlfriend's name? He answered correctly. He answered where she lived. Finally, I asked him, will you hurt her? He answered no. Then I asked him, will you hurt me? And the coin went to yes. Mm. So I stood there for like five seconds, and then it went to goodbye. I'm kind of scared. Does anyone know what to do? P.S. You have to hold the coin lightly and with your pointing fingers so it can move easier. Oh, that That's why I don't mess with those type of spirit games because I don't. Yeah, absolutely not. So we actually did an episode on um like on different spirit games and things like that and they are also okay. creepy. Uh we do not just as a legal standpoint, we do not condone <laughs> you guys. We do not condone spirit games. Not at all. Um I'm not sure what the episode was called, but it was definitely I believe in season 1 where we, you know, we talked about it like was. the different games and things like that. So definitely yeah. check out our other episodes if you haven't already. Um okay. My next story. Good plug, Rebecca. Way to go with that. Thanks. Whoop, whoop. All right. My next story is something ran down the hallway. When I was 15, I was spending the weekend at my mother's house. My parents are divorced, and due to financial reasons, my mom moved a lot. Because I only visited on weekends, I never really spent a lot of time at her house. When I was there, I ended up out with friends most of the time. This particular house kind of gave me the creeps. It had a dirt floor basement, which I had never seen before. There was also a small door a small door up to the attic in my little brother's bedroom. The attic door seemed to just give off negative energy, and I didn't like to go into his room. The other thing was that the doorbell would ring on its own kind of a lot. To this day, I'm not convinced that it was an actual electrical issue. I believe it was something more. It was a Friday when I got to her house, and I was happy because my little brother was there. He's actually my half-brother, but we never made the distinction. He was seven at the time, and we all hung out at night, in the house and went to sleep. My mom was supposed to work in the morning, so I figured it would be me and my little bro at the house in the morning. I wake up Saturday morning and kind of just sit there for a minute, just stretching and waking up. Then I sit on the edge of the bed and turn the TV on and start watching it. Right around that time, I hear my little brother run out of his room down the hall and slam the bathroom door. I just figured he woke up and expected him to join me to watch TV after using the bathroom. He's in there a couple minutes and I honestly forgot about it but maybe like 20 minutes go by and I start to get worried that he's sick or something because he didn't come out yet. So I go to the bathroom door and yell his name, asking if everything's okay. No response. Now I'm getting very worried about him because he's just a little kid. So I open the door and look in and ask again if he's okay. There's nobody in there. Oh, shit. I quickly look around the house and I'm alone. 
I called my mom and asked her where my brother is as she left for work before I woke up. She informed me that she took him to his dad's house on her way to work early in the morning. So I was entirely alone in the house for at least a few hours when I heard the footsteps. I told her about what happened and she didn't believe me. I got dressed as fast as I could and ran out of the house. I hopped on my bike and rode <laughs> around town all day until I met up with some friends. I couldn't go back until someone was there. To this day, 17 years later, it is one of the most unexplainable experiences I have ever had. After that, I really didn't like being in that house alone. I only felt safe when my mom was there. I've had a couple more experiences to share. Maybe in the future, I will post. Wow. All connecting to the bathroom. To the bathroom. Always. Never ends. Always, always goes back to that bathroom. Nothing, uh, spooky shit always happens in the bathroom. Nothing ever good comes out of a bathroom. I guess that's the moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> moral of the story there. Okay. My next story is called Odd Things Started Happening in My House Ever Since My Dog Went Crazy. This happened, oh, so we have another dog story here. This happened a while ago, and it's been creeping me out. Last night, after my dog went crazy, my mor- my entire morning got ruined as I-, as I kept thinking about what happened. To forget about it, I tried sleeping on the couch of our living room at 1 p.m. Then I had a nightmare of someone hitting me with a sharp knob object, like a knife on my arm. Then I woke up at 6 p.m. with a burning pain on my arm, and I saw a real cut. It's really painful, but the odd part is that I tried washing the wound. I tried treating it with antibacterial cream. But the blood won't stop coming out. This intense bleeding lasted for one hour that I, and I used up like 20 plus folds of paper towels to wipe it off. But after that, I've been able to treat the wound without worries. Take note that there weren't any sharp objects on the couch nor around it when I slept on it, nor in the living room itself. I even heard some breathing noises in the kitchen, which is close to the living room, which froze me by fear. The house is now starting to look uh, different than before. Sorry, this is, like, all written in, like, really oddly. Okay. Um, Because this horrific thing didn't happen before, or it must have been a coincidence, and my dog is now acting really normal, not like last night or the other night. The end. Hmm. So basically what happened was, and I broke this down for you before, Rebecca, is... um, this person's dog was acting really weird, going crazy, um, early in the morning. They didn't sleep. So around 1 p.m., they decided to take a nap. And they, it, when they were napping, they had a dream that something sharp was, like, cutting them. And they woke up with an actual wound there. That's messed up. That they were having trouble treating because of the amount of blood. Yeah. Oh, my. That's, like, that's nuts. Because that just shows you how evil that spirit or entity is. And that they just need to get the fuck out of that house. Exactly. Throw the whole house away. Throw, throw the whole house away. Okay. My next story is, me and my brother had an unexplainable experience with dot, 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 something. So the story begins when I was seven and my brother was ten. Background, my house was very simple. You enter the house and you're in the living room. Then there's a small corridor that leads to the kitchen. Inside the corridor, there's a hallway that had my sister's room, me and my brother's room, and my parents' master bedroom. Then the bathroom. And at the end of the hallway was a cabinet that led to a cement wall like an inch from the hinges. Also, our house was one story. Now, to the main story. The night before, my dad and his buddies finished remodeling the hallway to remove the door to nowhere. That's what we called it. Not sure if that's from somewhere or not, but 
back to the background. When we finished, we thought it would be a good idea to go out for dinner. When we got back, all the tools were scattered around. And then there was handprints all over the wall ceilings. And my brother and dad looked around and nothing seemed to be stolen. So my parents just thought it was me. And we did all our duties for bed and fell asleep. Then I awoke and it seemed natural, like how most people wake up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the weekend. But then I heard a very loud bang from the hallway where the cabinet then me and my brother had jolted up from. You heard that, brother? Yeah, should we just go back to bed? It could just be mom or dad, I said. No. No, that's just go back to bed, said my brother. Okay. Then as soon as we go back into bed... What I saw will haunt me for the rest of my days. I saw two large doors with a golden aura open with a force like someone threw them open. Then when I tried to talk to my brother, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk or really anything, but just stare in terror. Then there was a green giant eye. That was, I want to say on fire, but it was a green flame. And it was just hovering and looking at us with that look like cats have when they don't like you. <laughs> and then just left. <laughs> and then just left. And the doors closed. And as soon as the thing was out of eyeshot, I could move. Did you see that? Said my brother, obviously crying, but trying to hold it in. Yeah, me may or may not have been doing the same thing. Then we did not sleep that night, and we moved not long after because of financial reasons. Me and my brother still do not talk about this to anyone, but here we are and still haven't told our parents. Sorry, Ben. (laughs) That is creepy. And we have talked about similar experience, like a similar experience on our episode like a while ago. Yeah, um, it was it was the it was a quarantine episode, um, and it was when I it was shortly after I came back on. Yeah, and it was I, it was an interesting thing too because we had never heard of an eye in any of our stories before, um, just like yeah, a just single like a eye. eye or whatever. So definitely, yeah, definitely the third eye vibe for sure. For sure. All right, my last story is. What's it called? Let me scroll back up. (laughs) (laughs) Left all the doors open. When I was 15, I lived in this old, creepy-ass house. Lots of weird stuff happened there to me and the rest of my siblings. It's hard to get all five of us to agree about something, but we all agree that this house had an off vibe to it. I always stay up late, even when I had school, so I usually took naps when I got home. This day was no different. I got home, ate, probably looked at my homework, laughed at myself because, who am I kidding? I'm not doing homework until an hour before it's due, and then fell asleep. (laughs) At some point, my mom came home from work and had to go to the store, and everybody decided to go with her. Nobody woke me up, so nobody woke me up to tell me they were leaving, so I was pretty confused when I woke up and the house was completely silent. I couldn't find my dog upstairs, which was weird, because usually if there was only one person home, she would be with them the entire time. I even looked in the creepy room down the hall, still no dog. So I start to head downstairs, and it's scary quiet the entire time. I lived on a very busy road, and it was even quiet outside. I stopped once I saw the front door was wide open. That door led to the front yard, which led to the road. The driveway was in the back of the house, which is where everybody would have went out the back door to leave. It was weird, but I wanted my dog, so I kept going down the stairs and just closed the door. I get down the hallway, and both the door in the living room and back door are also wide open. We never opened our living room door, because so I was confused, uh, but my mom also never kept doors open like that even when she was home i was annoyed that they would leave every door open when the only person home was me a tiny 15 year old girl who was asleep but also that they took the dog with them without telling me 
I was scared she got out when I wasn't when she wasn't coming to me when I called her name. While walking around closing doors, I felt really weird. I felt like I wasn't alone, even though I was the only person in the house. I was just the only living thing in the house. I quickly, I was just the only living thing in the house. Let me say that more spooky. Uh, I quickly closed the doors and ran up the stairs to my room. Then I saw the porch door in my mom's room open. I didn't feel better until I closed my door and was on my bed. Then, at least then I could pretend everything was fine. Finally, my, my mom gets home with everyone and I ask her, why would you leave me home alone with every single door open? She didn't. It also turns out that they didn't bring the dog with them. My brother had her outside with him. So my brother was also home and thought he was home alone. He went downstairs just like I did and saw every single door open. He ran around freaking out, closed the doors, grabbed the dog, and sat outside waiting for my mom. When I woke up, he was already outside with the dog and had closed the doors, but I didn't know that. I just thought my mom randomly decided it was nice out, so she left the doors open. So whatever was in the house decided seeing my brother freak out was so funny and wanted to do it to me too, apparently. Kind of boring, I know. I didn't see any ghosts this time. All they did was leave the doors open, but it scared me anyways. Maybe next time I'll tell the story of when the ghost started following my dad around after he went to an abandoned hospital. The end. See, but that's not a boring story because this happened to your brother and it happened to you, the same experience, but at different time periods. <laughs> And it went out of the way to, like, open the doors again so that it could freak you out as well. Like, that is horrifying. And that is, and I said, I said to Rebecca earlier that it's like, what, what did I say? Like, younger sibling shit? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a harmless ghost, but it's basically a younger sibling. Yeah, it's just trying to mess with Because that's what I would you. do to my brother, I know, for a fact. Yeah, it's just like one of those, like, I just want to be known, I just want attention, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, that's, it's definitely a creepy story. Okay, so my last story, and I loved this story when I read it once before, like an hour ago. Horribly haunted house and the dream that followed after leaving. When I was around 12, 13 years old, my mom moved my two sisters and I into a new house with her new boyfriend. The house was two streets away from our old house, so we moved in quickly. I'm going to try to explain the house, so bear with me. The staircase was in the center of the house facing the backyard. If I'm standing with my back to the backyard looking up at the stairs, the living room is to my left, kitchen to my right. In between the living room and the staircase is a hallway leading to the garage with a bedroom, bathroom, and laundry room. There's a built-in shelf in the hallway. Between the staircase and the kitchen is a hallway leading to the front door with a front room and breakfast nook separated by a half wall. Upstairs to the left was the master bedroom with a bonus room office upstairs to the right was mine and my sister's room connected by a jack and jill bathroom so the house always had this feeling that i can't really explain it just always felt off the worst place to be was upstairs and in the front room slash breakfast nook everything started very slowly spare change flying off the built-in shelf in the hallway to hearing footsteps upstairs when you were in the living room it seemed as if the only people affected by the weird noises and weird feelings was my mom, my middle sister, and I. We decided one day to go through the attic-type space in the bonus room off of my parents' room. All we found up there were a bunch of white jeans. Looked to be true religion jeans that were never finished. Now, I'm not sure if this is related at all, but after we found those jeans, everything went to shit. I'm, <laughs> like, after jeans. Like, this is like a trigger warning thing for this the spirits. This makes me think of that episode of Jimmy Neutron where the pants take over. Oh my god, Yes! 
<laughs> Classic episode. Classic episode. So my mom's BFF lived down the street, so middle sister and I would watch her three-year-old often. She was at our house sitting in my sister's doorway looking into my mom's dark room. She kept looking into my mom's room and eventually asked my sister and I, who's that guy in auntie's room? We went to her house after that. <laughs> I couldn't walk through the hallways without a feeling of dread, like something wanted to hurt me. My sister and my mom shared the same feelings. Mom's room ended up always being dark, no matter how many lights were on. The room was never bright. We all had nightmares constantly, but my oldest sister and now stepdad never experienced any of it. Our dog would always stare from the kitchen into the front room and growl, and he never stepped foot in the room. He would not go upstairs either. One night, I'm at a sleepover, and my middle sister is at home on her computer about to go to bed. She's falling asleep when she sees someone crawl over her and lay down next to her. She thought it was me because she didn't know I was gone. I slept with her a lot because my room scared me. She woke up in the morning with a huge black and purple bruise on her leg, and when she found out it wasn't me and I was not home, she lost it. <laughs> we moved away shortly after that. For years, up until recently, I had a recurring dream about being back in the house. I would be standing, looking up the staircase, and having this horrible feeling in my stomach that whatever it was wanted to hurt me, but I couldn't move. Um, I couldn't move, sorry. Um, I would be back at the stairs, looking up, when I could feel something behind me. I'd wake up quickly, and it always felt like something awful wanted my sister. It finally ended recently when I was having the same dream, but I was finally able to get up to my sister upstairs, and we ran out of the house and shut the door. On the way out, though, there was the ghost of a sickly woman who looked as if her face was stuck in a scream. She chased us out of the house, but she didn't give me the bad feeling that I had before. It was like she was the one getting us out. I've never had the dream again. Wow. Yeah, this was this story, like we had explained previously, just has a lot to unpack. I mean, yeah. you have the experiences, like the, the dark feeling, the dark rooms, the, the dog seeing something that isn't there. The figure in auntie's room. Yeah, and then in these dreams, way after having moved out, she's dreaming about this house, that the spirit is coming to her in her, in her conscious, like in trying to take over her mind. Mm -hmm. And then finally she's able to get out of the house and it seems to be with the help of this woman that's face is stuck in a scream. And it's like, it, it makes you wonder like, what is that? What's that dark spirit in the house? Why is it what holding? What is going on in that house? Yeah. Why is it holding this woman hostage? Why was this spirit holding the, this girl hostage with all these like nightmares up until recently? Like, what is the point? What was the, what was the purpose? So, um, really, really freaky story for sure. So, uh, that actually concludes this episode of Just Ghoulie Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 34. Uh, we let's, did it! Yeah, we did it! I'm, I'm very happy, and I think we did a pretty good job after reading for almost two hours straight. Yeah. I'm ready to take a nap. <laughs> Me too! Alright, so let's get through with the social, shall we? We shall. Instagram. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Personal Instagrams, at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. JG, fuck. Just Ghoulie <laughs> Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share with us, just email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Things, and stay tuned for tomorrow. We have a special co-host on the show. Talk to you, Boo Things, tomorrow.